More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome to the second hour of today's Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. This is Buck in NYC, New York City. Got Clay out in Los Angeles, but he's heading back to freedom-loving Tennessee shortly, or at least somewhere that's not Los Angeles shortly. So we're telling you what we're seeing across the country in the news cycle and, of course, around the world when need be. Fascinating. Before we get into the supply chain snarl, the big holiday-timed crisis, it seems here. It's going to be hitting stores. Well, it's already hitting some of them. We'll get into that in a second. It's just amazing to watch as we have here in our uh, in the NYC EIB headquarters. We have Fox News up alongside CNN on the screens, and Clay and I can watch these in our respective studios. And on the left, you get Fox talking about supply chain issues. You've got inflation. You've got the border. On the right, guess what CNN's talking about today? The January 6th insurrection and the subpoenas they're sending out and all this nonsense. This is a preview of what we're all going to be seeing in the next year, which is every time things look so bad for Biden that his chief propagandist and the people around him, whose job it is, is to try to convince as many Americans as possible that what they're seeing and feeling isn't real. That the inflation that's eroding their savings and making everything they buy, their gas, their food, their rent more expensive, that the sense they have the country is not only has Biden failed to unite it, but he has just exacerbated whatever divisions we had, in part by lying about being a unity candidate, which is what Joe Biden has done. But you don't ever, you don't ever get to make these distinctions, these claims on your own without the media, without the corporate apparatus of the Democrats, corporate media and just in general, the corporations telling you what you're supposed to think and believe. And right now, what they want to tell you is don't worry about all the economic turbulence. Don't worry about the bad decision making and the inflation and all the goods that are not being delivered to ports in a timely fashion and how that's going to affect you over Halloween and everything else. No, no, it's the insurrection. I prefer to actually dig into what matters and not go down 
the CNN rabbit hole of left-wing absurdity. Here is Joe Biden having to speak about, just yesterday, right after we finished here, what's going on at the Port of Los Angeles, among other places, with all the supply chain backup. Today, we have an important announcement that will get things you buy to you, to the shelves, faster. After weeks of negotiation and working with my team and with the major union retailers and freight movers, the Port of Los Angeles announced today that it's going to be begin operating 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This follows the Port of Long Beach's commitment to 24-7 that it announced just weeks ago. 24-7 system what most of the leading countries in the world already operate on now, except us, until now. This is the first key step toward moving our entire freight, transportation, and logistical supply chain nationwide to a 24-7 system. Clay, you know, the good news is we can count on Pete Buttigieg's deep experience as Secretary of Transportation to weigh in on this kind of stuff. It's absurd. The Biden administration has no idea what they're doing. No, and and Buck, things just keep getting worse. I, I wanted to share some of these supply chain numbers. I was reading about this this morning, and it's pretty staggering to see what's going on. Now, here's some data for you that's partly impacted in a big way by what's occurring with inflation and the supply chains. Food prices are up 4.6% this year. But it obscures a little bit because some of these prices are up staggering amounts. Meats, poultry, fish, and eggs, prices are up 10.5% this year. Beef prices are up 17.6% this year. Fruits and veggies, 3%. And the prices, Buck, are higher. Houses, rent, food. Gas, we know gas is at a seven-year high. Electricity, furniture, new cars, TVs, restaurant meals. Buck, I noticed this. I was out buying shoes for my kids, uh, my two youngest recently. Children's shoe prices are up 12%. That hasn't happened ever for kids' shoes going back to the 1950s. Why is that? Because shoes are brought in and imported and the price to bring those shoes in has so skyrocketed that they are caught in supply bottlenecks that's something simple right a lot of people are out there right now going out to buy their kids new shoes for school as you move into uh, the holiday season you may be buying shoes for your kids as presents i was walking around i don't want to feel like an old man but i was like man i don't remember kids shoes usually costing this much up 12% because they can't get it shipped in. And all of this is a result of our response to COVID, right? Everybody out there wants to say COVID caused this. No, our response to COVID caused this. It is the biggest failure in America since the Vietnam War and the Biden administration, since they have taken over, has made everything worse. Buck, remember when you couldn't find toilet paper? This this well, Christmas well, season, you might not be able to find anything. Well, you couldn't find toilet paper past COVID because people were hoarding it because yes. they were terrified about that's what's supply, happen with supply so many chain products issues. Now there's going to be hoarding. Well, that's that's why some of the advice that you see out there with go get it now. You know, if you want a toy for Christmas, go buy it now. They're not going to be means, any toys. Yeah, it just means the stores are going to empty out e- even faster. But it is a function 
of the long look. There's a lot of a, of what you could call the COVID response hangover that we are still going through as a nation while we're not yet out of the COVID response to begin with. But a lot of the downside of the effects of what we did last year are being felt now, right? A lot of the economic, first of all, the inflation, obviously, the trillions that have been pumped into the economy with trillions more probably on the way from Democrats, that causes inflation. We all know this. Anybody who has Econ 101 in their background will tell you this is going to spur inflation. We know this is the reality of it. And then on the lockdowns helping cause these issues, I mean, here's GOP Representative uh, Greg uh, Stubbe, who's saying exactly that. You're paying more people to not work than to work. You're going to have those people in the supply chain not working. That coupled with the fact that you're locking down all these big cities, these big backups of all these shipping containers are in cities and ports like L.A. that were locked down for months. And now because for so long people could make more money not working than working, they have a hard time funding the labor for these different individuals to work in the different supply chains. And now you want to put a vaccine mandate on private companies on top of that so people are going to not work because the companies through the biden administration forcing them to have vaccine mandates on their employees it's going to just completely exacerbate the problem this is 100 percent the result of bad policies that the democrats have put in place since joe biden has taken office yep all right Amen. i mean cosign and and buck this is going to get worse and worse because I already feel bad for kids out there for Christmas because dad and mom, and trust me, dad and mom, I've been in this situation. You're trying to find that right present. Usually, it's something that is really sought after, right? Like every kid suddenly wants... Tickle Me Elmo. Remember Tickle yeah, Me Elmo? Tick, I remember that was a Tickle big Me one. Elmo. Yeah. Uh, everybody has to have the same same exact thing. It could be a new video game system, new video game, whatever it is, right? So many kids want the same thing. But with the supply chain shortages, what you're hitting at, and, and again, it, I don't think enough people are recognizing this, if you're not buying your kids' presidents in October, as we get into November, and God forbid what it's going to look like, you know it's always crazy on the day after Thanksgiving anyway with Black Friday starting, I can't even imagine what some of these shelves are going to look like when it comes to toys, because so many of these toys are being brought in, it's not like they can just ship in more in time for the holidays. And it'll be fascinating to hear the ultimate fallback with all this, especially if we get into November. You're looking at getting close to the end of the first year of the Biden term. And I think we all know that if things get economically really, uh, really disjointed, if, if things really start to feel like they're you know out of control, you've got big shortages, inflation keeps going up. We have all these unfilled jobs. They keep saying the unemployment rate is 5.4%, I think, something like that. But you have millions and millions of people that aren't looking for jobs, aren't going to work. Almost 11 million open jobs. Yeah, other people are staying home because they're angry about the vaccine mandates, not just pilots that we've been talking to, but other people as well. They're going to do the usual, which is blame Trump. I mean, guaranteed, I think they're going to turn around and say, the shortages we're experiencing are because of a lack of Trump planning. You know, this is what they did with the Afghanistan debacle. That's what they'll do then. But Clay, I bring it up because I think they're running out of of room on some of this stuff. I think the independents, forget about lunatic leftists that triple mask yes. and wear goggles when they're alone in the car because Fauci <laughs> says so. Forget about them. People who can look at things and make rational decisions are saying, we got some real voters remorse from this whole Biden situation. 
Well, it's one thing to have problems, right? Every president from time immemorial is going to have problems. Harry Truman said being president's like trying to ride a tiger. So we know that there are inevitably going to be problems. What becomes an issue is when you don't have any solutions for any of the problems. And what becomes an even bigger issue, Buck, is when your solutions make the problems worse, which is basically everything Joe Biden is doing. We are talking about incompetence on every level, a basic lack of understanding of the most essential economic rules. Everywhere, everything he touches gets worse. It's the opposite of the Midas I, I mean, a, a quick question for you. Is there a person in this administration at a senior level that you would want to that you would want to hand the keys to outkick over nope. to say run it? I mean, honestly, I, I think the answer is probably no, right? It's a, it's a really good test, Buck. I mean, I've got Outkick, right, which is a media company that we built up to a decent degree, and I make a lot of decisions every single day. If Joe Biden tried to run my company, it would go bankrupt, I think, within a year. Oh, I don't trust his judgment or ability not to even make just any Biden. decisions. I mean, the people yeah. the people around him who are his top advisors, would you want, I mean, would you want Kamala Harris in charge? No. Would you want, I mean, go go through the cabinet. Would you want uh, Tony Blinken? No. Would you, it's you a go great through this point. List? And by the way, not just my business. If you have a Subway franchise, would you want the Biden administration in charge nope. of your Subway franchise? And, and this I is, wouldn't. This is deja vu with the same feeling people had about the Obama administration which was that the people making the big decisions for the most part were just disconnected from reality, either so rich for whatever reason that it didn't matter what was happening in the economy around them or so much from the faculty lounge that they just didn't know how it really is for people trying to pay bills. And deal with it. that's like the Ron Klain tweet. It's a high class problem to have all these supply chains. He, he, he liked this tweet about how it's a high class problem. People were like, uh, we could maybe come in. And- it's not a high class problem. We'll talk about this when we come back. When you're driving down the road and you're looking at gas pr- gas prices and you're trying to do the math in your head and you're like, it's going to cost me how much to fill up my yeah. car now? That ain't high class thinking. There are some days and weeks when you just want a roadmap to what's happening on Wall Street and the best way to navigate it. I'm going to give you the name of a company making such a roadmap. You only need to hear the name once to remember it. Carnivore Trading. That's right. Carnivore Trading. These guys have revolutionized how everyday people like you and me can make money in the stock market. I'm a subscriber, a member of their daily information flow. They tell me what stocks look ready to explode and why. That's why Carnivore Trading gives me insight to the markets. It's an elite group of brilliant Wall Street traders, and they're democratizing trading for everyone. Carnivore members receive real-time text alerts of their explosive trades that Carnivore has identified. You can make the trade through your discount broker or pass. Carnivore Trading is where regular people with little or no stock trading experience can do well. And right now, Carnivore invites you to see their real-time trades free for two weeks. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use promo code USA. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code USA. See website for terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Michael Rappaport and I'm Kibi Rappaport and together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, rolling through the Thursday edition of the program. Buck, we're talking about supply chain issues and the impact of inflation on so many of our listeners out there. I got a text from a friend who said, my dad's in management for a big nationwide shoe company. I was talking about going out shopping for new shoes and thinking, man, these are a lot more expensive. Reports are that kids' shoes, the prices are up 12%. If you got kids, their feet seem like they grow so fast. It's crazy how often you have to buy a new pair of shoes for them. Sometimes you can pass down the older brother's shoes, at least in my experience. I had, Other a, lot times, of, I had a lot of older you got some of that. shoes. I had a lot of worn-in Jordans in my day. Yeah, well, we've done that a lot with cleats and uh, and 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 other uh, different shoes because the kids can grow so fast. Big brother shoes can get passed down to little brother. Everything else, like so, that happens in the Travis household too. But we were out shopping, and uh, everything was out of stock. We went to four different stores to buy new shoes for my kid. The Foot Lockers, uh, the the Dick Sporting Goods, like you name it, the normal places you would go to buy kids shoes none of them had my kids shoes in stock and i thought that was strange then i saw that report about this 12 percent, and i got this text message inventories down over 30 percent, according to my friend here and it's going to get worse he says over the next 90 days now that is a small overall issue 
one particular product, but I think if you're out there listening to us, this is going to become a major, major issue. And to your point, Buck, it's going to get exacerbated. It's going to get made worse because what the Biden administration is saying is go buy now. Well, that's going to send a rush. People are going to go buy now, and there might not even be some of these supply shortages. But as you remember, for those of us last year who were trying to buy things in in a grocery store, the mere perception that there might be a shortage creates the shortage. So when we combine the actual supply issues with rising inflation, with a rush to go buy so many different products, Buck, I think we're talking about a really chaotic situation for many products that are going to need to be purchased in the Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas holiday yeah, window. I, I, I for hope sure. that people don't start panic buying toilet yes. paper again, again because I can't I can't go back to that time, friends, and bottled in life water when I would go to places. And there was no, I'm like, you don't need six months of toilet paper. No one needs <laughs> Maybe they to still buy have six left. months of toilet paper. And, and you know, we're talking about how the Biden administration is trying to spin all this stuff. So you had Ron Klain, who's the White House chief of staff. Some say among the most important advisors. Maybe in, the actual in, president. Yeah. I mean, when I say among the people say that Ron Klain probably has more influence on Joe Biden than anybody else in this White House. That's what I hear from, you know, Democrats. I know who speak to Democrats who are in the administration. And he liked a tweet by a Harvard econ professor named Jason Furman, who wrote, most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high-class problems. We wouldn't have them if, if the unemployment rate was still 10%. We would instead had a much worse problem. Uh, okay, but... Unemployment rate at 10% is really bad. So we didn't have that before. Why is this now the benchmark, Clay? It's almost like, well, it could be worse. So what we got's not that bad. That's not how yeah, it I'll works. I'll tell you this. The people that I talk to who are worried about the highest gas prices in seven years, they're not thinking, oh, it's a high-class problem that I have to pay way more for every product that I've ever no, bought. It's in actually, fact, a, it's actually a working-class problem. It's actually a low-class problem. It's a working-class problem to be worried about the inflation uh, the inflation rise because in things like gas and other other commodities you need. You have to spend all of your money to live, and that becomes a monster issue. It's actually insulting what they were saying out there. In the meantime, Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, they take care of you. They've got towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza sheets, everything out there. You can trust Mike Lindell to get you a great night's sleep. The sheets made from the world's best cotton. I've got them on my bed. I can't wait to get home on Saturday and be able to take advantage of these. And for a limited time, the Giza Dream Sheets are buy one, get one free with the promo code Clay and Buck. All MyPillow products, 60-day money-back guarantee. You can go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials to get the Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free with code Clay and Buck. Or you can call 800 3269 Get hooked up right now. Go to MyPillow.com. Use the Clay and Buck code. Do it today. Thanks for rolling with us today on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Great to have you here. If you missed anything we've talked about or if you missed a part of the show yesterday, you can always go and listen to the podcast of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show on demand, broken up hour by hour. We post three individual hours of the show each day. 
The iHeart app is a great place to do it. You can also subscribe in the Apple Podcast Store. And please give us five stars and a review. Always appreciate that. The breaking news over at CNN is that the January 6th committee pursues criminal contempt referral for Steve Bannon, former Trump advisor, former Breitbart uh, head head guy. Uh, I can just tell you, knowing Steve a little bit, I don't think I don't think he's wor- too worried about this one. But this is what they this is what Congress is wasting its time doing these days, trying to harass people about the insurrection. But let's talk about propaganda for a moment, shall we? Propaganda actually comes from a Catholic uh, a Catholic activity in the 1600s. The Pope, uh, Pope Gregory the Fifteenth, decided there had to be a commission for the propagation of the faith because of all the missionary activity going on in the mid-17th century. So that that's the origins of the term propaganda. It actually started out as something that was quite uh, quite noble, at least noble in intent, right? The spread of the Catholic faith by, uh, by the Catholic Church. And then with the creation of mass communication, specifically radio clay, a, as a tool in World War I and then going into World War II, propaganda took on this different idea, this different role of a mass communication tool meant to, well, brainwash people might be strong, but in some cases that's certainly what was going on. And now it has a negative connotation. It has a connotation of you are trying to get people to think a certain thing without being honest necessarily about what you're trying to accomplish or or what your, you know, what your background, backstory and goals are. And I think the media today is full of a lot of propagandists because they don't tell you you know, you can be an editorialist, you can be somebody with opinion, but if you're pretending that you have no dog in the fight, so to speak, and you're just presenting information, and that's not true, that's, well, that's obviously a problem. That's what CNN does. I think we saw that with the horse wormer thing that Clay and I have been talking about today. And it's also what Katie Couric essentially did when she's written about this now in her new book, which is so full of nasty things, nasty score settling, that it actually makes it sound like it might be kind of interesting. Here's what Katie Couric has admitted to doing. She changed an interview with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Clay, in which she cut out about the controversy of athletes kneeling, something I know you've covered extensively and know very well. She cut out the following comment by the liberal Supreme Court justice and icon of the left, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She said, Ginsburg said, Contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life is what they are showing when they kneel, which they they probably could not have lived in the places they came from. As they became older, they realized this was youthful folly, and it's why education is important. I think it's a terrible thing to do, to kneel, but I wouldn't lock a person up for doing it. I would point to how ridiculous it seems to me to do such an act. Clay, essentially saying the athletes kneeling were... Ignorant and disrespectful. Which, by the way, I agree with, RBG, liberal icon. But the big story here, Buck, is what you're pointing out, which is Katie Couric is not allowing RBG's opinions to be shared because she, Katie Couric, is worried that it could impact RBG's legacy with liberal activist for her to call out Colin Kaepernick. And this is the definition of dishonest media. They are protecting RBG in their mind, but more importantly, they are not allowing a full fruition of one of the most eloquent women of her generation 
when it comes to making arguments. This is also what the ACLU did, Buck. Remember when they edited her quote to make it actually gender inclusive? They are using a real individual who, like all of us, has a variety of opinions, some of which are politically correct, others of which might not be, and they're using her to hold up not what she believes, but what they believe using her then as the proxy based on her history to further advance their beliefs. And this is what they do with athletes in general. And we were just talking off the air because I think this ties in. Kyrie Irving is refusing to get the COVID vaccine. I just sent out this tweet, Buck. That makes Kyrie Irving the first athlete that I'm aware of in the 21st century to actually potentially give up tens of millions of dollars. Because if he can't do his job, he's giving up tens of millions of dollars. Everybody else who is a woke athlete and who has the right opinions, like Colin Kaepernick, actually has made more money. Colin Kaepernick has made far more money saying America's awful because he kneeled than he ever would have as an athlete. This is a form of propaganda and dishonesty that ties directly into what Katie Couric did with RBG. And Couric is not a first-time offender in this respect. Some of you will remember years ago she had a, a classic ignorant lib documentary about guns under the gun which is just yeah if we just like got rid of the guns with all the more laws we would stop all the violence and the badness (laughs) from the guns i mean there is no topic on which leftist journos feel as safe to be morons as on the topic of the second amendment the right to bear arms and just firearms in general which is how we get things like chainsaw bayonets being warned about by usa today that was a real thing that happened be careful of the chainsaw bayonet Vroom. i mean everyone's supposed to be worried about these attachments on they the didn't AR even want to system. use bayonets in the civil it, war buck they didn't like to well, to fight that way uh, well uh, they definitely weren't using chainsaw bayonets yeah, which, I know. by the way there was a run on them on on amazon because it's some i think someone either started making them there was one company and of course yeah. they sold out right away because it became a collector's item but Corick in under the gun this was a, a lot of you listening. To this will remember this. I'm, I, I'm sure Rush talked about it when it happened because it was so egregious. This was years ago. I, I want to say maybe, um, gosh, I don't know, five or six at least, maybe seven years ago. Corrick had this documentary out, and she asked something like, "I actually have the question here in front of me." She asked, "If there are no background checks for gun purchasers, how do you prevent violent felons or terrorists from purchasing a gun?" And Clay, they edited the documentary so this room of pro Second Amendment people they just sit there silently and looking at their feet for nine seconds. The actual footage, a guy immediately goes, "Well, here's actually how that works. Here's what the law actually says." Had an excellent answer, but that didn't go with the narrative, so they just. Do And by the way, this was always my problem with The Daily Show. The Daily Show, when Jon Stewart was running it, they would say, ha-ha, we're a comedy show, but they would cut and splice interviews oh, to make course. people look stupid on serious issues, so then the idiot libs at home would say, oh, look what a bozo he is, he doesn't know anything, when they were using the guise of, this is just a comedy show to actually tackle issues that were then presented to the audience in a serious light, or in somewhat serious light. Katie Couric is a straight-up propagandist, but there's, she's also a, a representative of this generation of uh, media journos, or journos, I guess you could just say, from the past, who were honestly just narcissistic, overpaid, and really mediocre. There are a lot of them. I mean, I worked, for, I worked at Dan Rather's CBS Evening News. That guy was a clown. I knew he was a clown <laughs> when I was 18. I was an intern. I just think it's so amazing that she felt comfortable even admitting what she was doing, which is 
selling a falsehood in a way to protect the belief system that she already had. It is the default version of propaganda. This gets her a high five at every liberal Nantucket cocktail party she'll ever go to the rest of her life. They know, don't everyone get knows the game. It's What's up? <laughs> I bet we don't get invited to those cocktail parties. I, I, I don't know, man. I'm hoping to get invited to fancy Tennessee barbecues because I am not getting <laughs> That's invited where we could go. to Nantucket, Nantucket cocktail parties. I'll just say this, though. Remember when the uh, photographer had that photo of, of Barack Obama that they hid? Because I believe he was shaking. Was it was it uh, shaking hands with, with Farrakhan just to, oh, yeah. just to defend the image of Obama? He, 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 I mean, a photo that people would have paid a lot of attention to. The left knows how the game is played. They will do whatever they have to do to protect their side, their luminaries. We'll come back into more of this with we got Dave Chappelle still still getting heat for the Netflix special. My biggest Good for problem Netflix, with the, by the way, that they haven't pulled that down yet. Oh, there's so much. We'll talk about this. There's a lot going yeah. on there. I, I don't think it's just because Netflix is all of a sudden so pro First Amendment, but we'll we'll discuss. The best-kept secret on cell phone service is out. Pure Talk Cellular delivers uh, great service for far less money. People have said goodbye to their overpriced Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile plans and switched to Pure Talk. Pure Talk is on the exact same 5G network using the exact same towers as one of those big carriers, but for far less money every month. In fact, you could be saving 50 60 even $70 every month with Pure Talk. And switching is so easy. You can keep your number and your phone or save on a brand new iPhone or Android while still keeping your same number. Clay and I are both customers of Pure Talk. His kids have a Pure Talk phone. You should be one too. Clay, tell them what's up. No doubt. Uh, my 13-year-old may well be listening to the show right now on his Pure Talk uh, USA, by the way. Uh, the device, which he absolutely loves, his iPhone. You can get unlimited talk tech, six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G networks, just $30 a month. And if you still want unlimited data, you can save a fortune there as well. We want you to make the right decision and have the right company. I've had these guys in my house. I trust them with my own family's phones. You can get hooked up right now. Pure Talk. 30-day risk-free guarantee, nothing to lose. From your cell phone right now, I want you to listen to me. Get your cell phones in your hand. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. Right now, you'll get 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk today. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Thursday edition of the program. Going to have some fun just absolutely eviscerating CNN for their lies as we start the third hour of the program. Get your popcorn. I think you're absolutely going to love what we have put together for you. That will be shortly in the near future. But I believe, Buck, I'm going to take a couple of calls here. Frank, uh, on the phone lines here is uh, is ready to weigh in, right? Rick, 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 Rick Frank. I, o- I, my apologies, Rick. Rick in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Hello, Rick. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? We're good. Excellent. You want to tell us about supply chain? Please educate the yeah, team over here. Well, why is California the only one that's having this problem? We've got container ports all up and down the East Coast, along the Gulf Coast, even up in Oregon and, and Washington. Why is California the only one? It's not only the restrictions that Governor Newsom has put into place, they've also got a problem with the trucking industry, the fact that California has such restrictive carb emission standards that they're not allowing older these older trucks into the ports. Well, that's a interesting. A lot of these owner-operators that are going into these ports, they don't want to buy the new trucks because they're costing more, and they don't want to put up with the headaches. You know, I'll tell you this, Rick. Um, first of all, thank you for that for that insight. And I'm sure you know California is always finding new ways to make life more expensive, less efficient, and more frustrating in the name of climate change or social justice or whatever. But you know, Clay, just a few days ago, Governor Ron DeSantis, you know, getting it done once again, put out the word that Florida's po- ports are open and. DeSantis also directed $250 million of stimulus money to Florida's 15 seaports, uh, and that was earlier this year. So DeSantis is like, bring them to Florida, baby. 
Well, I mean, and that would be the hope that some of these other ports can help to alleviate what is clearly a supply disruption um, and, and all over the country, right? And again, my concern is that before we even get the full supply shortages, there could be a run on many of these supplies, which create already the issue before it even becomes an issue right Right. which we saw last year with covid it turns out you don't not to just keep hammering on this but you know you don't need six months worth of paper towel you don't actually need that it's it's an important thing well but the biden administration solution right now buck i mean they came out and said hey maybe go ahead and start buying your christmas presents now that's not really a solution because it just means that there will be fewer products on the shelves in november and december do you do you still do Christmas presents among adults in your family? By the way, do you give do you give presents among and to kids? Different story. You got to give adults kid. Uh, I mean, uh, kids presents. But do you do adult presents? Uh, by you, you mean my wife? And the answer is yes. I have no idea what we're giving anybody. You know, like every every time we got the presents around the tree and grandma and grandpa are there, aunts and uncles, everything else. I I don't remember the last time I bought a present for an adult. Other than my wife, I have no idea what's inside the boxes when they get opened up. My my immediate family, who everyone is an adult, although I have an adorable little nephew now, and we'll obviously shower him with presents. But we all decided some years ago that the adults were not all going to like rush to J Crew to get someone like a, a lumpy brown sweater <laughs> again this year. Or, I agree you know, with that. You know, so we we, we, said we that decided makes me the Grinch. Yeah, well, we we decided, but of course, you got to give presents to you know people kids. that you know. Well, yes. not just kids, but also people you work with. You know, if you have. Uh, you know, individuals who do things, I don't know, I mean, you know, your plumber or, you know, your mail carrier. Wait, you think the people on the show expect us to get, I mean, I understand, like, uh, you know, if you, but, like, everybody on the show, you're going to give everybody on the show a Christmas present? On this show, on our staff? Yeah. Only they're all listening right now, so this is going to But, I mean, are you going to go, like, buy them a gift? We're going to get them something, Clay. You and I, you and I. We'll figure this out, but I'm picturing you going out and buying individual I people. I will have on the you show know. Yes. I have I have quite the eye. We're gonna have we're gonna have <laughs> pr- know, we're gonna have I producer. I don't know if I want to uh, sign on for the gifts that you're giving. Producer Mike be good. in a very fashionable fedora. You know, I have a nice <laughs> a nice cashmere shawl in mind for producer Ali. We got all kinds of things. Producer producer Mark and others. We got gifts anyway. Ugh. Clay Clay doesn't think my retail skills are up to. I'm just I will a little say, bit nervous about what we might be giving as a gift if you're in charge of all the purchasing. I, I got I got some ideas. I got some tricks up my sleeve. So does Michael in Virginia Beach because he's got some thoughts for us down in Virginia. Michael, you're in the shipping industry. What do you know? Hey, as much as I would love to blame our uh, global shipping crisis on uh, hashtag fake president, um, uh, unfortunately, this one's not really that. Uh, you know, you, you have a ton of vessels coming in and waiting to go into Long Beach, L.A. They are actually diverting into other ports, but that's not a quick process. You have tons of documentation that needs to get done not to mention if anything's moving inland from there you have rail moves and everything else how did this start then in your mind if you're saying it's not it might be exacerbated by the biden administration i know we had the panama city ship that got turned sideways and messed up things for a while what is the root cause of the shipping issue right now in your opinion well, what I do think can go back to the current administration is the, the lack of workers. Um, you yeah. do have unions out there uh, in the L.A. port specifically. That's a challenge as far as additional hours. Um, there is a ton of regulation as far as the trucks go, which that's the other thing, which is just the, the complete lack of, of trucks um, and, and chassis available to, to move the cargo. Um, it's just become quite a debacle. 
Yeah. How well, bad's it going to get based on what you're seeing? Uh, it's going to get pretty bad. We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see though. I, I guess what happens in the next uh, few years. Yeah. Yeah, Michael. Well, next few years. Next, few, next years. few months. Yeah, next few months. Oh no, rough. Michael. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, Clay. I know one thing. The Biden administration is making it worse. How did it get started? Well, that's something we'll continue to discuss here on the show. Well, you got some thoughts on horse dewormers, Joe Rogan, CNN, the Netflix special that's supposed to get canceled because the trans community is upset about it, and other things, too. It's going to be a fun third hour. Get your popcorn. Come hang with us on the Clay and Buck Show. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 